fad diets. Talking about fad diets today. So what do I mean by fad diet? Well, uh, in this case, I mean a diet that advocates for the elimination of entire real food sources, whether that's dairy, grains, nightshades, legumes, vegetables, meat, whatever it is, a diet that advocates for the elimination of entire food sources. That's what I'm defining as a fad diet. And why those become so popular is really fascinating, but is beyond the scope of what I want to talk about today. So what I want to talk about today is why these fad diets are so difficult to defend. Because the burden of proof is not on why you should eat from a real food source, like any of those I mentioned. The burden of proof is on why you shouldn't eat from a real food source, whether it's grains, nightshades, dairy, legumes, vegetables, meat, whatever it is. And so when authorities defend these fads, there's often an identification of a biochemical. And the authority then vilifies that particular biochemical. And because they're using terms that very few people understand, they're achieving a, an illusion of authority, an illusion of legitimacy through the confusion. So some examples, gluten, as in the case of grains, lectin, as in the case of nightshades, dairy, grains, and legumes, casein, as in the case of dairy, insoluble fiber, as in the case of many vegetables, saturated fat, as in the case of meat. This is my favorite one that I've seen uh, so far. If you know one that's more complicated than this, let me know. It is so complicated that they actually have to create an acronym for it. And then just, it goes by the acronym. So people don't even know what the acronym means, what the, what biochemicals the acronym is referring to. They just know the acronym, <laughs> which is genius. So the acronym is FODMAP and it stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and polyols. <laughs> and then this is used to vilify foods from all sources, vegetables, fruits. I, I'm not even kidding. In one list I saw, the top two food groups that had a red banner above them were fruits and vegetables. I shit you not. And these are fruits and vegetables that they were saying you should avoid. Apples, asparagus, that, for real, this is like an article on the internet. And sure, that might be fine for a rare case of someone with extreme GI symptoms, but for most people, come on, this is the shit that's getting clicks. And it, it, it's, it, it's really, um, I mean, it's fascinating as far as like why psychologically we latch onto these things. Uh, cause I'm, I'm including myself inside of this. Like I, you know, I've done paleo, I've done keto, I've done various iterations of these sorts of things. And it's, it, we need to look at them critically because what the authorities then do is they use these biochemicals as justification for eliminating entire food sources. When in reality, these biochemicals, when consumed in moderation, are usually fine for the vast majority of humans. Usually fine for the vast majority of humans. Now, if you have particular symptoms, 
then you might be in a small percentage of the population that needs to look at totally eliminating a certain food group. And that's totally fine. But it's not the percentage of the population who is latching on to these fad diets for 12 to 24 weeks at a time, or often less than that. So how this plays out with real humans is we latch on to this elimination concept because an authority who we follow said that, oh, this, this is the biochemical and this is the one that you need to avoid. Here are all the foods that it's in. And you're like, okay. So I'm gonna eliminate all those foods. What ends up happening is we end up eating more real food and less junk as a result of that. We also usually reduce calories as a result of that because we are eliminating foods that we are used to eating. And instead of replacing those with other foods, we are often just eating less. And we're often improving other lifestyle behaviors as well. We're sleeping more, we're starting an exercise program along with it. So there are often other behaviors that accompany the start of the elimination diet. As a result, we experience an increase in well-being. But <laughs> instead of believing that our increase in well-being was a result of eating real food and less junk and moving more and sleeping more, we instead believe the increase in well-being was, was the result of not consuming a particular biochemical, which is a lot harder to prove. <laughs> Again, it goes back to the burden of proof concept. It's a lot harder to prove that this particular biochemical, which is really finite as far as how it affects your whole biological organism, is what you is what caused that sense of well-being. Because it's just one biochemical. Like you're made up of a lot of biochemicals and you're consuming a lot of biochemicals all the time. So looking at one biochemical is, is not seeing the forest through the trees, so to speak. It's knowing a lot about something that doesn't matter, matter very much. So instead of believing that our increase in well-being was the result of all of these more noticeable lifestyle changes, whether it's eating more real food, eating less junk, sleeping more, moving more, which often accompany the beginning of some sort of diet, we say, okay, no, it was the biochemical. And it's because I'm not eating lectin or casein or gluten or et cetera. And I'm, all I'm saying is it's a lot harder to prove that. It's a lot harder to prove that. So what do the authorities do then? So rather than attempt to prove these statements that are very difficult to prove, <laughs> nearly impossible, they use confusion. They confuse people. So they start listing names of gut bacteria and enzymes and catalysts and hormones and fermentation and synthesis of glycoproteins and cell adhesion and vague allusions to cancer. And that scares us or confuses us. And we say, you know what? You must be right. You're the doctor, you're the authority. Must have been the glycoprotein. Um, no, no. 
So what do we believe instead? It really is simple. It's eat real food three times a day in amounts that support great mental acuity. So what does that mean? Well, can you individualize that further? Of course you can. That is where hiring a coach would be helpful. But we can make vast improvements with just that prescription. And we can teach individuals to just eat real food without confusing them with biochemistry. Real food is the stuff everyone knows what it is. Everyone knows what it is. It is minimally processed. It is derived from the earth. It is, those are kind of the two criteria really. It's minimally processed, it's derived from the earth. I have to prepare it in some way, meaning there's usually a cooking process. I have to sit down and chew it and enjoy it. I can't eat it while I'm driving my car. And maybe it would be useful to go into a few examples. Okay. How about my, let's take me. How about my charcuterie board? Okay. Let's look at that charcuterie board. What is the shelf life of that particular meat product? Oh, well, it's cured. It's totally salted. It's sliced really thin. Last a really long time. Okay, interesting. What is the shelf life of just a cut of meat that you buy at Costco? Not salted. It's cut from the animal and then it is put into some sort of packaging. It's a lot less. It's significantly less, like months less. So, <clears throat> so you can see how like the difference in preparation process. Okay, so we got this animal. Butcher the animal, like cut the, cut the meat. I hope this isn't offending people. And clean it and, you know, butcher it at, like into the different cuts and then package it, sell it to people. And then... Okay, what about preparation? What about salting? What about seasoning? What about cooking with heat? Oh, no, that like you do that yourself. Oh, okay. So like that's real food. What about the uh, curing salting nitrate process of preparing charcuterie meat? Oh, well that's that requires like some kind of like I don't do that at home. <laughs> that requires some sort of like uh, I don't know, equipment that I don't have or knowledge that I don't have. Okay. So you can see how like one is more real than the other, right? You get what I'm saying? So I just offended a bunch of carnivores by saying charcuterie is bad. I'm not saying charcuterie is bad. I'm just saying like on the spectrum of like not real to real, like the meat that you buy at Costco is like, that's just in the packaging and is like a certain cut from the animal is like more real than how you prepare charcuterie. And so that's an example from meat. Let's take an example from vegetables. Okay. So what about my ground pea vegetable crackers? Okay. Um, that was a pea once, but how about peas? <laughs> so you get what I'm saying? It's like, how did that pea cracker get to you? Well, first we took peas, then we cooked them, then we ground them up into some like sort of meal. Uh, then they were shaped into like straws. 
and then they were baked that way with some sort of other like firming agent and and then they were like heavily salted so that they would be edible and then like oiled a little bit so like the fat content is higher right so like so like already you're more caloric like it's easier to eat more of them because you already chewed up the peas right so and that's one of the common things with processed food is like not only are they hyper palatable, so they're like easier to eat more. They're also through the processing techniques, like uh, diminish the need for chewing. So you diminish the need for the digestive process during the mouth, which makes it easier to eat more. You don't have to masticate food. So like you can eat more. So it's not just that they're hyper palatable. It's also that the, the way that they're processed makes them so that you don't have to chew them as much. Think about like a pancake versus, uh, so, so like your, uh, like, no, take this example, like uh, your vegetable cracker, let's stay on that example. Your vegetable cracker, as opposed to vegetables, <laughs> right? So like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, I, I have to sit and like steam and or bake or like grill these vegetables, like apply heat to them. And I have to like sit and chew them. And it takes time for me to sit and chew them versus like, the bag of vegetable crackers that I eat in the car on the way to work. So you get what I'm saying. It's like, there's a huge difference between not real food and real food. And it's a sliding scale. So another example would be like fruit. So like, it's an example from like dried fruit is a great example. So like you have all these like dried fruit snacks or like, uh, like Nutri-Grain bars with, uh, like a fruit filling inside of them. And it's like made with real strawberries. It's like, okay. So like you took some strawberries and you like ground them up and then you added some more sugar to them or corn syrup or whatever. And made it shelf stable somehow with like some kind of stabilizer. And then probably put some sugar in the in like the, <laughs> this, the, uh, like the grain that like encapsulates the fruit filling. So like, you get what I'm saying? It's like, it, okay, it's like, kind of fruit, but like, how about you just eat strawberries? You know what I mean? It's like, wow, if I eat strawberries, like I actually have to sit down and I have to like chew this food. <laughs> so you get what I'm saying? Uh, so that's an example from fruit. Um, example from grains is like the cracker example. It's like, well, how about my, you know, gluten-free rice crackers? It's like, how about you just eat rice? So <clears throat> you can do examples like that for me literally any food group. And so people know what real food is. And if we just sat down and ate real food three times a day, it amounts that support great mental acuity instead of vilifying biochemicals and confusing people with biochemical processes that they don't need to understand to create an illusion of authority and legitimacy. Instead, let's just teach people to eat real food two or three times a day do it in amounts that support great mental acuity. If you do that, you're solving so many problems for individuals and we can do that without confusing them with biochemistry. So yeah, guys, eat real food.